0: Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's topic is the three best pieces of advice that I ever received. And I want to, I guess, preface this by saying I know it can be hard to know who to take advice from. what does good advice look like and who does good advice come from what does bad advice look like it's hard because sometimes good advice arrives and you're like "Mm, screw that because it was delivered from an unexpected source maybe some of you don't like very much or it was delivered in a way that you just straight up don't want to hear it i think a lot of times feedback and advice can come in times of tension And that's not always the easiest time to take it. So today I'm going to tell you about the best advice I ever received, where it came from, how I took it at the time, and what I ended up learning. I want to point out in all of this that no one is perfect. And I've been far from perfect while taking advice multiple times. Like I've been defensive in response. I have shut down. I've thought it was fake or untrue. But usually... No matter what the advice or feedback is, there is a shred of fact, and I find that when you feel defensive, that's usually when you need to dig in the most. The first piece of advice I got when I was, I don't know, maybe twenty-two, very, very early in my corporate career, and it is just because you have good intentions, that doesn't mean that you're not responsible for the perception. You have to stand in other people's shoes to understand how they will receive a message before you deliver it. This advice was given to me by a senior VP, like I said, very early in my career. After I had been reported for sending emails that were apparently offending people, I had no clue that I was being offensive. And frankly, after I got the feedback, I was offended myself that I got reported instead of that manager coming to talk to me. The manager that reported me was very into like, working with other women and female power and we're in tech. So, you know, there's tons of men. And so the fact that she reported me up to her boss, who also was a female VP, instead of coming to talk to me was, I don't know, at the time, mildly offensive. And I can see how she probably didn't want to talk to me because I probably looked like I would be terrible at taking feedback, which I did not take this great. It did take me a long time to understand that she was right, and really, intentions mean almost nothing, and I think that is a very like black and white way to say it, but what's that phrase? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. There are a lot of things that you can do with good intentions that could actually have terrible outcomes. Honestly, some of the things that have gone down as the worst events in history were probably undertaken by people with, quote, unquote, good intentions. So remember that you are responsible for understanding how people receive your words and how people perceive your actions. You're not just responsible for having good intentions. Okay. The second piece of advice is you are not the smartest person in the room. And if you are, you're probably in the wrong room. It's important to set your ego aside and surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like, not people that you think you're better than. A former client actually taught me this in like year three or four of building Excelity. And frankly, I was surprised that he said it because I had always thought of him as one of the smarter people in the room. And now I know him very personally. And I'm still surprised that this came from him just because he's so freaking goofy. But that is another story. This was one of Excelity's earliest clients. And I remember him saying that His job as the CEO wasn't to know how to do all of the work, and it wasn't to make every single decision or to be in everyone's business holding their hands and micromanaging. His job as a CEO was to have a vision and an ultimate goal for the company and then bring in the right people and enable them to do the work. There were lots of areas of the business that he could perform in. Could he do sales? Sure. But he wasn't the best fit to run the entire process. And we ended up working with a head of sales and a head of the BDR team that were fire. They were both freaking amazing. And they elevated the entire company. Could he do service? Yes. But he hired a few people in service that were better at it than him. And he was able to mentally take this stuff off of his plate. Watching him build his company was very inspiring and I think it was done in a way that would feel threatening to a lot of people because a lot of bosses want to be the smartest person in their department or a lot of CEOs want to be the smartest person in their room and they want to have their hands in everything and they have an opinion on everything. I mean, so do I, but I try not to say it all the time. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. It's important that we as leaders know what we're good at, what we're bad at, and who we want to be in the future, and then get the right people around you to inspire you, to teach you, and to lead the areas of the business that are better fit, led by someone else than you. The last piece of advice is that some people sit back and wait for what they think they deserve, and some people work hard no matter what situation they're in, and they earn it, and it's up to you to be the latter. If you have been listening to this podcast or following me on LinkedIn for a while, you may have heard this story, but I'm going to tell it again because it needs to be heard by everyone. This feedback actually came from a source that, at the time, I really did not want to hear it from. It was one of my earlier managers, and we had quite a bit of friction. We didn't see eye-to-eye on much, and I later found out that it's because she was going through so much personally, and I think about this a lot now, how we hold leaders to such high standards, and they're not allowed to be people, and I think I had a little bit of that at the time. I desperately did not want to be on that team. And I desperately didn't want to do the work that I had to do in that role, but I couldn't really move into a different partner or into a different department or the next step in my career because I hadn't really shown that I deserved it. And in order to move to a different partner, move to that next step, or even have a reference when you leave a job, you have to be good at your current job. You can't just sit in place and hope for the next thing. This manager pulled me into her office and basically told me that she could see that I was checked out. And I kind of was. And she said that there are some people who sit back and wait for what they think they deserve. And some people that work for it, no matter the situation they're in. I knew pretty immediately that I was doing the former. I was waiting for what I thought I deserved and not putting in the work. And I felt that I had put in the work for long enough. And Even though I knew she was right, I still felt very defensive. It took me a long time to really realize how valuable this advice was and how much it applies to really every single stage of your career. You can't sit around and wait for success to happen because you think you deserve it. You actually deserve nothing, next to nothing. We have to earn every single thing that we want in life and you have to work for it. I am so grateful that i got this message no matter how hard it was to receive at the time so those three best pieces of advice just because you have good intentions that doesn't mean you're not responsible for the perception so you have to stand in other people's shoes and understand how they are going to receive your words number two is you are not the smartest person in the room and it's up to you to know that set your ego aside And number three is work hard no matter the situation that you're in and earn that next step. We deserve almost nothing. I hope that that was valuable for you all. And I would love for you to hit me up on social and tell me what is the most valuable piece of advice that you've ever received and where did it come from? I would love to hear your stories. Just a reminder that I do accept questions to answer on this podcast. So there is a form on my website that I'll put in the show notes. And also you can DM me on LinkedIn with any questions that you have. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with just one person to help me grow this audience. We do everything organically, nothing paid. And of course there's no commercials or anything like that. And these are so dang short anyway. I don't want to disrupt your time. Thank you for helping me grow and I'll talk to you next time.